Welcome to the Tiger for Life podcast, where we'll hear stories from Washingtonians from their favorite food at Waltz or the CAF to their favorite Tiger Tunes shows and professors. We'll also find out what they've been up to outside the famed Washita bubble. I'm your host, John Merriman, Washita's Director of Alumni Relations. Today on the Tiger for Life podcast, Washita graduate and chair of the Washita Alumni Advisory Board, Keisha Pittman-McKinney, from the class of 2004, interviews fellow Washita alum, Jill Walden-Rowe, from the class of 2003. While serving as a traveling speech pathology assistant for 15 years, Jill saw many children, including her own, getting sick often. Looking for products to better her family's health, Jill struggled to find products with clean, healthy ingredients. What started with pots full of elderberry syrup on her kitchen stove for her family and some friends has turned into Roe Casa Organics, providing more than 160 natural products online and in 500 boutiques and stores across the country with a goal of helping families thrive. Jill shares how Roe Casa began, about the exciting growth of the company, and her favorite Washtenaw memories like hours spent in the speech pathology department with Nancy and Carol, leading Bible studies, and never missing breakfast at Waltz or the CAF. You can learn more about Roe Casa Organics, purchase products online, or find a local spot to pick them up, like the farmhouse here in Arkadelphia at Roe, R-O-W-E, CasaOrganics.com. Well, hey, Jill, welcome to the podcast, and thank you so much for agreeing to do this and share some of your story with the Washtenaw family today. Yes, thank you for having me today. Well, I am personally a super fan and thankful that John Merriman, Washtenaw's alumni director, lent his microphone to me today, and let me chat with you a little bit. So I guess, though, I should maybe tell our listeners who I am. I am Keisha McKinney. I graduated from Washtenaw, and I'm part of the class of 2004. And then I worked at Washita for a little bit after graduation for nine years. And today I'm going to put my communications degree to work and on the Tech for Life podcast. So let's just start, Jill, with um, a little of your Washita story, kind of, uh, well, I guess your life story right after Washita. So career, family, just kind of like what that looks like that's got you to starting your, your business. Yes. Okay. So at Washita, I majored in uh, speech communication disorders and um, straight out of Washita, I became a speech therapist assistant and did that for 15 years. So it was a very fulfilling career that they equipped me to do. And um, I did that. I started a family and now I have four kids uh, married. And uh, so it was, it was fast and furious ever since I graduated, I would say. <laughs> yeah. Well, and Nancy and Carol do such a great job of just building family over there. So I know that that's they something do. that you yeah, were able to carry to your career. That's awesome. Yes. So you became a mom and now a mom of four and yes. you suddenly have a need for all these things, uh, yes. products to toys to all of that. So yes. how did the idea for your products develop, and maybe I guess we should say a little bit, I'll let you just kind of introduce your company too, so that before we talk about the products, people know what right. we're talking about. Right, right. Uh, so I'm um, Rocasa Organics. Um, it is a company that um, continues to provide safe alternatives for many of the products we use on a daily basis. It has ingredients that we uh, can trust, that we don't have to question. Um, a lot of research goes behind those ingredients uh, just to try to help families thrive and stay healthy and not have to be concerned about the harmful stuff that can be out there. Yeah, it's a lot to take in uh, when you're thinking about all the products. So um, 
just kind of how did that idea come about just in a consumption way? Because it'd be so easy just to go to the stores around us and just grab something off a shelf or have it show up on your doorstep. So really? why something different for you? So for me, um, on end of my journey about, you know, around five years ago, um, I just realized my family and I were, we were always sick and I just, I had a lot of sinus issues, a lot of UTIs, just constant nagging little illnesses that kept me down. Um, I noticed I had to, I felt like with my kids, I always just kind of expected them to get sick about once a month. And I thought that was kind of my way of life. Just thought that it was normal to be sick all the time because I had grown up kind of sickly and it just kind of continued through even with my own children. I just didn't know a lot about health. Um, I had started to learn um, but then of course, working with children for 15 years, I realized this was pretty normal. Most kids were sick quite often. Many of them had snotty noses. Every time I went to visit them, it was just something that kind of weighed heavily on me and knowing that it was kind of that way at my house as well. When I became awakened, I guess you could say to the fact that there's another way I, I just went I just dove in and um, that's kind of how it started. It started with our um, elderberry syrup, which made so much difference in my life and my family's life. And we stopped getting sick. And so from that point on, I realized just by making one switch and, and making sure the ingredients were clean, if that could affect my family in such a drastic way, what would it mean if I made other safe switches? And I, I realized I couldn't really find what I was looking for out there on the shelves. Even I would go to, you know, local health food stores and still couldn't find something I was, you know, pretty okay with putting in my body. Cause I was at that point learning enough to know what to look for on the ingredient label. And so I just started making everything myself and that's how it started. <laughs> What does that look like? Like just making everything yourself? Is it like Mason Jar Central or just oh what does that goodness. look like? So in the beginning, um, you know, I worked, I was actually a traveling speech therapist assistant. So I worked for two or three different companies. I also owned a tutoring company that I ran with around 20, 25 tutors. Um, my husband had a very full-time job. So it, for us, what it looked like was elderberry making parties in my kitchen after work. <laughs> so um, once people started getting wind in my community that the elderberry was, I mean, if you know me, you know, I'm a Facebook fanatic and I'm going to share everything great on Facebook. Okay. So when I realized just how great what I had made was, I told everybody. And so mm -hmm. then everyone wanted some. And then it, it started where I had to start taking orders and making pots and pots and pots of it in my home. And I, I we laugh all the time because, you know, we would have people, I would have to schedule pickup times in my, at my home after work for people to come get their elderberry. And I would come out and there would just be cars lined at all at very long driveway and down the road, they'd have their $20 bills hanging out of the window. <laughs> I said, I can only imagine what my neighbors are thinking at this point, but uh, I would run their little jar of elderberry. So yeah, I started ordering tons of just mason jars and pouring the elderberry syrup in there for others to be able to use. And the testimonies were just so, 
so big and crazy. It would, it just grew super fast just by word of mouth. And by that time, I started making a few other things that I knew I wanted to replace with safer um, ingredients. And then they would want some of those. And that's how it started. It was just kind of a another side gig. I didn't need another side gig. I didn't plan on having <laughs> another side gig, but that's what it was. So, and it then eventually took over my whole life. <laughs> so, yeah, that's what I was going to say. So, how did you guys go from side gig, side hustle to like main gig? And you're growing. I mean, from everything yes, right now, I mean, you're just growing. Three years ago that I started this. So um, at, eventually I had quite a few products. I had quite the customer base locally um, that I was just pretty much much in over my head. And so my sister, who actually kind of helped me on my health journey and was even helping me in the background, and she lives in Dallas, her and her husband, um, we're kind of in a transition time with his job and I kept going, man, I wish I could help me. <laughs> and they finally did. They, they made me an offer and came in as a part-time business owner or a part, part co-owner 50, 50. And I went for it. I said, you know, cause he's got really just an amazing business background. She's got the health background. She had worked with a naturopath doctor for about 10 years. There's some pretty serious health issues and had a pretty amazing testimony. And so I knew she was going to be a huge asset to our team and really be able to help me create products that were effective. And um, from there, we got a website and it just kind of blew from there. It was, you know, I did all I could do to be just a local homegrown business. And they kind of helped me take it to the next level. My shipping department in my garage. I mean, this is how this went down. So we had a lot of growing to do and it happened very quickly. Um, so here we are. That's awesome. And now you guys have a big facility. You're trying to grow your facility and capacity. I know. Is yeah. some of that holiday related? It's just called, we tell everybody when we hire them, you're jumping on the road cost of roller coaster and it, it, <laughs> it doesn't slow down ever. And so that has kind of been how life has been for three years. We get in one place and then we uh, literally, when we moved into this facility, I guess it was two years ago. I, after about the first month or two, I said, we've already outgrown this place, you know, but you know, you just keep making it work, making it work till you can't any longer. And now we're at that point where this, this is, we've got to find something. So we're like looking really hard right now for something probably, you know, uh, I don't know, a whole lot bigger than what we're in right now. So <laughs> the major square footage is what I've heard. Exactly. So it's a whole operation now. That's awesome. Well, tell us a little bit about the products. Like I have, I love the elderberry. I love the mask drops. The baby butt cream was awesome. So yeah. what are some of those things? I know there's hormone things. I know there's sleeping things. Like just share some of the products that you've grown from elderberry to lines of all kinds of stuff. Right. Yes. Well, when I started, I um, was advised um, very early on by, by one of our um, local store owners. He said, do not do more than just elderberry. You're going to overwhelm yourself. And I clearly <laughs> did not follow his advice. <laughs> I said, okay. Which is okay. You've been great for yourself. <laughs> right. I said, okay, well, I just doubt that's going to happen because I'm having way too much fun here. And this is just so cool to be able to trust every product I use, you know? And so I went for it. And what really, what we wanted to do was become a one-stop shop. And so when people came to us and not knowing, what do I do? I need to say for this, I need to say for that. If we can have, if there's a need, we wanted to meet it. That was the bottom line. And so whether that was a good business decision or not, I didn't care. <laughs> you know, I just wanted to help people and 
and help my family as well. And so we didn't stop at one or two products. You know, every time I saw a need, whether it be in my family or someone else's, I tried to find a way to meet that. And that's why we have, we have around 160 products now. So you'll be, you know, we have a pet line which is usually surprising for people. We have yeah. our baby line. We have, you know, a household line where um, cleaning products and, and laundry products, things like that, um, a wellness line, just some supplements and different things you can do to keep your body strong and healthy. Um, so really just a whole lot of, we cover a whole lot of area with, with our products. Yeah. What does product development look like? So I know you have like with speech path, you were in natural sciences, but that's not just like straight science, chemistry, right. and all that. So with, right. is it with your sister? How do you guys develop these products? Usually we see a need. It starts with a need. Mm-hmm. We start to start to brainstorm. Okay, well, we know this ingredient helps this and this ingredient helps. And we start to research lots of, I really love researching. So I'm kind of a nerd behind closed doors. So when all the kids are in bed and nobody needs me, I'm on my phone just researching and Googling and you know, looking up different articles to try to just I love to learn. And that has really been helpful in developing our products. So that's kind of the beginning stages is a whole lot of research and reading on my on my end. And then now that we have a team, we're able to kind of bring our minds together and any ideas we may have or things that we've used on our health journey that has worked, we throw it in there, you know, and then we send off what we would like to create. And now I have a um a team leader, a supervisor in our product development um, team. And we send it to her and we say, Hey, I want you to create this and then send us samples. And then we're all going to try it out and give feedback. And that's kind of how it goes. So for several months, we're trying it out. We're making sure it works. We're making sure we love it and that it's a, a great product to be able to offer to the public. And so a lot of trial and error, a lot of, you know, just making sure that we love it before we decide to even offer it to the public. So that's kind of what that looks like. That's fun to, for your team because I, I assume most of you guys are probably your main audience. Yeah, just kind of be active users and really test some of that stuff is is yes. a cool process. It is. It's a lot of fun. It can be a little stressful sometimes when you're like, I don't know if I love it. You know, it's a lot of back and forth. That's awesome. Well, you know, so many of these are great stocking stuffer items. So and I love like that it gives you a shop local for now washed alums that support a washed alum concept and, and local entrepreneurs. So where can people find your products? I know I used to get mine, like I lived in South Arkansas. I got them at my local salon, but I've moved. And so I'm yeah. like, I need a new source. You know, is it online yeah. or is it local things? What does that look like? Right. That's a great question. So obviously you can you can shop on our website at rocasaorganics.com. Um, but we also are carried in over 500 locations all over the nation now. So um, when you go to our website, there's little three little lines at the top. Um, you can click on that and click shop. And then it'll have store locations and we have it mapped out to where you can look up your town or your area and find a store that carries the products near you. So that's a pretty way to find it. I love that. Especially right now, everybody's having these holiday markets. I know Arkadelphia is about to have theirs. Our towns up here are having them. So that's a great time to have an extra reason to stop in a local boutique. So I love, I love how you guys partner. That's what it seems as a women-owned yes. business, you really partner mm-hmm. with some other small businesses. and We really do. Of- and it's 
that's been a fun dynamic that I didn't know was going to happen either. Just getting to, to, like you said, partner up with our local businesses and see them thrive. A lot of them sell so much real casa. It's not even funny. And so it's just been really neat to kind of see that play out, you know, it really wasn't planned, but it's been a neat dynamic to this whole thing. It is really cool. Well, one more thing about your business. I know that you operate in a do what you love philosophy. Mm-hmm. And so um, I know you share that with business students and entrepreneurs. Just will you just explain a little bit about that? Because it's very obvious that you're passionate about what you do, that you've you've kind of life has built you a career and a new opportunity. But, you know, where where did you kind of move into that do what you love space? Right. Well, I was fortunate enough to pick a major that I loved. And so I realized very quickly that working with children was kind of my sweet spot there for about, you know, 15 years. Um, And so any way I could, I did. And I realized then you never really felt like you were working when you do what you love. And so I've kind of carried that on. I would say watching children thrive and being able to help people be healthy are the two things I love most. And being able to do that for so long really is exciting for me. And so I think a lot of people focus on the wrong things when they start out with their professions. I always tell people, you know, because I felt like my speech therapy business was very successful. My tutoring business was successful. And now I've, I've seen success with this, being able to help people become healthy. And I think the key is, is definitely doing what you love. If you love to do it and you do it well, you're going to succeed in some way or another. And I think the world just needs more people doing what they love, not necessarily doing what their parents think they should do or doing what everyone else tells them to do, but what makes you come alive? You know, what brings you joy? Because those are probably the things that God has created you to do. So I always encourage people to do those things. I think that's where you find success. I love it. I think it's a great philosophy. It's a great philosophy for our current students to hear. It's a good reminder for alums if, if we're looking for what's next. So I, I love that. Let's transition and talk a little bit about your Washta experience. So tell us, how did you first hear about Washta? So I don't even, I was trying to think through that. I know that I went to a small, small little school in New Boston, Texas. Um, and I played volleyball. I loved playing volleyball. And um, I got invited to come try out at Washtenaw. We weren't really a a high school that any recruits were going to come to or anything. We were pretty small. And so when they asked me to come try out, I was like, oh, yes, let's do it. And so when I came, I fell in love with the campus and they offered me a scholarship. So I was like, yay, let's do this. So that's how I I found Washtenaw. And there was just no going back. Like I knew if they were going to offer me some help to get there, that's where I wanted to be. So I was super I love that. Mm-hmm. I love that. What were some other things? So I know speech path takes a lot of time in volleyball. Were you able to connect and do other things during your time on campus? Uh, no. No. <laughs> <laughs> Between the speech department and all of their demands. Thank you, Nancy and Carol. Uh, and then volleyball, I literally did not have a lot. Like I taught Bible studies. I did a lot of that on the side. I went on a mission trip um, to Taiwan while I was there for a month. And that was my first time to fly. So we've always laughed about that. I had never flown before and I decided to go to Taiwan and that was my first flight. (laughs) That was only 20 something hours. It's fine. Right. Uh, But, you know, really other than just, uh, man, just the Bible study time and then volleyball and speech, that was really all I had time for. That was it. 
it's a full load. It's okay. I just, I just wanted to know more about your job. Right. So how do you feel like Washita? I I know we talked science a little bit ago, but Mm -hmm. just in general, how do you feel like Washita prepared you now for kind of an entrepreneurial career and mindset that um, frankly you couldn't have predicted and and maybe even known to prepare for while you were on, on campus? Well, you know, thinking through that, there's so many lessons I learned at Washita. I'll tell everyone going to Washita is like going to church camp for four years. It's so great. <laughs> Little bubble. I loved it. And so, you know, first off, I know that it taught me to seek the Lord in everything that I do. And I think that is just the basis for everything that I've been able to do since college is follow his leadership. And he's just so sweet to guide us into things that we love to do. Um, He helps us help people. Um, He's pretty much the foundation for everything I've been able to do. And so the fact that Washita nurtured that and equipped me, um, taught me how to seek him, how to hear from him, all those things is so, uh, just so special that I was able to pick up there. They also taught me it's not an easy school, especially the speech program, you know, all of the biblical. I loved all of the um, Bible classes, exegesis type classes. Um, It taught me how to study God's word. It taught me how to work hard, how to, um, I really did. I think that was kind of the beginnings of me realizing I loved to study because I had to study. But I honestly enjoyed learning. And by the end of my career there, I I loved learning. I couldn't, I really could not get enough of it. And I think that's where that began for me. Um, and so I think that, you know, being able to learn and realizing knowledge is power and, and being able to continue learning, um, I think that really helped me, you know, do what I do. And so Washtal was just really a huge part of preparing me for the real world and for um, being able to help a lot of people. I hear that. I do a lot of things now with social media and stuff that didn't exist when we were in college. You know, we right. communications right. did not teach us those classes. A whole new world. So, right. It, it, uh, I, one of my things I draw on is just like, it taught me how to be that lifelong learner, like that something else can come and to just be poised for it. So yeah. I can totally relate to you on that. Yes. Well, John always closes the podcast with what he calls the fast faith five. And so it's, it's not really strict. Let's be honest. So just tell us the first thing that kind of comes to your mind um, when you think about these questions. So where would you say is your favorite place on campus? That one took me a long time to, I didn't really have a life, but so I'm going to have to say the speech <laughs> center. I mean, Nancy and Carol were such hoots. I have to say that might've been my favorite place was over there yeah. doing a lot of crafts for therapy and all the things. It was kind of fun. That's super fun. And I know you had probably like me a couple years in Waltz, the old cafeteria. So do you have a favorite meal? I know everything looks so different than when we were in school, but a favorite Uh, meal from your time there? Hands down the breakfast. I did not miss breakfast. Mm. I was there every day getting me some toast and eggs and you name it. I had a full (laughs) plate. I don't know why, but I loved some breakfast while I was at Washita. That was an easy one to answer. Like, wouldn't it be nice to just walk across a, a parking yes. lot and like have and breakfast I, ready every day? Yes, yes, it is so amazing. I miss that. Yeah, <laughs> now I have to cook my so own nice. breakfasts. What's up with that? <laughs> right. Maybe that's your next part of your next process. Y'all can have a breakfast chef come in at the at the headquarters. <laughs> um, what about your favorite professor? And maybe I should go ahead and just say professors because I'm going to guess who that who might fall in this category. 
Yes, Nancy and Carol were just life changing. They were so hard, and I was so scared of them, but they were so <laughs> awesome. They just, they really were. And another one I thought of was Dr. Vaughn. I don't know if he's still there. He was my biblical exegesis mm-hmm. teacher. And uh, I just remember him giving me a standing ovation when I graduated. I'll never forget that. Mm-hmm. It was really special. Um, so those, those were the three that came to mind. Love them all. I love that. Oh, I love that. Now, did you get to do Tiger Tunes in your time at Washita? No, but I did go. I did make time yeah. to go. Of my volleyball friends were, I think it, it was it called Chi Delta. Yeah. Is that called? Okay. So I think most of them were in that group and they were so entertaining. I would go and support them and it was so much fun. Yeah. It is, it is a different experience when you're not in it, but it, it still oh, yes. to that atmosphere. No stress for me. I just show up and clap. It was super fun. <laughs> Oh my goodness. I love that. Well, in general, kind of one step further than that, do you have just like a favorite Washita memory or um, something you recall often? You know, I think just the whole experience in general, really just the Bible studies, the learning to study God's word in the original language, all of that just is probably my favorite part of being at Washita. Just the atmosphere and the love that come from all of the people there is just special. I agree. It's a sacred place for sure. Mm-hmm. Well, before we close, do you have anything else you want to share with listeners, uh, students, Washita alumni, just a closing thought? I don't, I don't really have anything, but I just want to tell everyone that I'm so thankful for all of the ones that did pour into me those years I was there. I'm very grateful for my time there. Well, well thank you for paying it forward um, being part of the Washita alumni story and all that you're doing. And, um, I'm pumped now. I know where to go find my Rocasa and um, get some new things for um, this holiday season because immunity, it's time to boost. That's right. It is time. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you, Jill, for visiting today. Thank you for having me. Thanks for listening to the Tiger for Life podcast. Be sure to rate and subscribe so you won't miss out on future episodes. Oh, yeah.